0: Just to add to that as well, mm-hmm. you know, about three years ago, I felt the same way w- about your comment. Right now, you said the fangs and these tech stocks were out of control, and and mm-hmm. I wanted to hedge myself too because guess what? I was in all the tech deals as well, mm-hmm. and I was investing left and right in tech. Uh, so I wanted a hedge, and the way to hedge was you know in these early stage gold mining companies and exploration right. companies and that's what I did I hedged myself and hedging myself here I will continue to hedge myself with with St James gold as you as you know I when they announced me as the new chairman I also committed $200,000 of my own money and capital mm-hmm. into the company that's how much I believe in in the company and mm-hmm. and I'm here to stay for the long term
1: Everybody, this is Robert Keynes with GoldSilverPros.com. It is Friday, April 29th, 2022. I can't believe it, we're almost into May. <laughs> it's been just a very, very quick year, a lot of stuff going on in the gold and silver sector. Uh, we have back a returning guest to the program from St. James Gold. It's George Drazenovich, who's the CEO, and he's here with the new chairman of the board of directors and the president, JU, to uh, talk about changes that, uh, that have happened at St. James basically since we interviewed last time. How are you doing today, George?
2: Fantastic. Thank you, Rob. So
1: I guess we should start off by introducing uh, Jay. And I met him. I think, Jay, we met back in New Orleans last year originally when uh, we were chatting with you guys. We had a booth right next to each other. Uh, But, George, tell us a little bit about uh, who Jay is and, and why you guys brought him on.
2: Yeah, as the company continues to mature and grow, and, um, you know, it, it was incumbent on, on me to identify and bring in high-level talent and experience uh, and a breadth of experience in the financing field and so forth. So, Jay is, is a leader in this field. Uh, I thought it was a, a critical next step for the company as it evolves. Uh, and we've also built uh, a stronger management team. we brought on stronger board members, uh, but this all starts off with the Jay leading as our new chairman of the company. Uh, and I'll let him speak to his background and experience.
0: Thank you, Rob. Thank you, George. So my experience is I've been a serial entrepreneur for over a decade. I was previously worked at an investment bank on Wall Street. So what what drew me into St. James was the fact that it was such a, in my opinion, undervalued company with gold reaching over 2,000 and, Mm -hmm. you know, Seemingly, the, the management uh, needed needed a little bit of work, and the board. So I was able to come in, uh, and I saw this new breath of fresh air in terms of the new board members and, and officers. And I felt like this was a great time to use my skill set to actually help advance St. James' goal to the next level.
1: Okay, and either of you talk a little bit about St. James' goal. Let's reintroduce it to the audience if they if they haven't. Apology uh, in, in, in a little bit. You guys have a project out in Canada. Tell us a little bit about that
2: project. So we have two, um, you know, two, two, uh, two projects essentially. One is in, in the Yukon, our foreign gold project that's represented by a 2.5 million ounce inferred resource. And we just completed a drilling program in 2021 with the results coming out uh, most recently. We'll speak to that in a moment. And we also have Projects in Newfoundland, right beside uh, Newfoundland Gold and Marathon Gold, and there's an incredible amount of activity as you know in that area. So we're perfectly poised to to take advantage of this unbelievable new gold rush. Um, but the, I also want to speak to to the board and the people that we brought on board because this mm-hmm. is incredible the uh, the level of talent that we've been able to bring on board. One of our individuals. Um, Terry, he, he came from Go Gold. He, you know, he built a company from the grassroots up to point where it was, I believe a billion dollars. Uh, and he also, we also have Sean Tufford coming on board. So we have individuals that have built companies, um, to, to incredible market caps. And I think that was a natural evolution.
0: Yeah. We just wanted to talk more about, uh, the other, uh, new members to the board as well. Uh, Lee Hughes, he's a prolific entrepreneur. He's invested in many. Canadian public companies, as well as U.S. companies. He's a native of Australia, but he's able to advance himself over into Canada because of the commodities kind of rush, especially in gold. So he was looking for a gold deal to kind of put his name on as well. Uh, Again, high-level individual, prolific entrepreneur. Uh, And then also uh, we're able to bring on like a CFO. Uh, He's Jason Garcha. He's already uh, a public market CEO, CFO. Mm. He has over a decade of experience as well. He's raised tens of millions of dollars for his companies that he's been a part of. So having a pedigree of a new CFO, of a new board member, uh, bring myself on. I'm a native New Yorker. So capital Mm -hmm. markets is kind of you know, ingrained in my blood here because I I used to work on Wall Street. So helping St. James now reach the next level, it it starts Mm -hmm. here with the management and with the board.
1: Yeah. And talking about the capital markets experience and the finance side, everybody knows you have to have your geology team, your technical team, but don't you also have to have people have access to the markets because you have to finance your development.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So me being here, I'm able to maneuver and actually talk with institutional guys, bankers who usually don't focus on commodities or mining, but they've seen now the gold rush. They've seen how gold has surpassed two thousand an ounce, and now they're interested. And this is a way again with us being uh, with us being undervalued. I feel like this was a great time to actually come to the capital markets here in New York and start planting the seeds, essentially.
2: Thanks. And Robert, when we originally spoke, you know, we you know we spoke a lot about our projects, um, but you know, you also have to have management strength to monetize these assets and to develop them uh, and to create that shareholder value. So I think this is a natural evolution of the company, and I think we're perfectly poised now coming into two thousand, uh, coming into the two thousand twenty-two drilling season with the strength of management, our technical uh, team with Stuart Jackson and others. And now with the with the expertise that we have from JU and the others um, in the capital markets, I, I think this is we're in a, we're in a very good situation as a company going forward to to create value for our shareholders. So talk a
1: little bit. I want to go back to something Jay said a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Jay, if you can talk a little bit about we saw gold almost you know test its previous all time high.
2: Mm-hmm. We see what's
1: going on geopolitically. Obviously, people are paying attention to that from a capital market perspective, is Wall Street and are people starting to pay attention to the world and say, hey, gold may be you know, a place we want to be at? Sure. Uh,
0: there's a lot of buzz here in New York in terms of finding these undervalue uh, commodity plays. For example, there have been a number mm-hmm. of lithium, uranium companies that have uplisted from you know the the smaller market caps onto a senior exchange like nasdaq or new york stock exchange uh for example newfound gold right newfound gold was on the tsx venture and then they did a dual listing on nasdaq and, and now it's grown their institutional profile across north america so having that access to the capital markets here only creates more deal flow for opportunities mm-hmm. especially in Canadian markets, right? Because most of the Canadian de- uh, uh, resource deals are up there and bring them mm-hmm. here. Now, Wall Street's actually recognizing that there's a lot of value because if they could put millions of dollars into the ground, it creates a lot of enterprise value for the shareholder on this side.
1: Yeah, that's true. And and I was talking with, with our good comment friend Peter Chang. I had him on the program a few weeks ago talking about commodities. And he said, Rob, I'm 100% in commodities. And I said, Peter, why are you 100% in commodities? I know you do real estate. You do a lot of other things. And he says, well, I see the growth there and the undervaluing of that sector. I think commodities are one of the things that just got ignored when we just went through this 20-year boom of, of technology and growth stocks and the FANGs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, do you see an appetite more for people to get back into commodities? Do people, are people starting to look for value there? Uh,
0: George, you want to answer that first or
2: you want me? in a nutshell absolutely i think we're just in the second or third inning of this commodity boom these commodity booms generally speaking occur in super cycles they don't occur in two to three year spurts when a commodity boom starts like gold did in the 1970s and again in the 2000s they they last 10 years uh and so i think we're perfectly poised with our assets to really monetize and, and build on this momentum in the mo- commodity markets for the next few years. The other, there's, you know, the demand and supply of gold, uh, the issues of inflation, government debts. These are monumental headwinds or tailwinds for gold. Uh, there's no one denying that, you know, this is an area that, on a risk-return basis, provides incredible return uh, for, for investors.
0: And Rob, just to add to that as well, mm-hmm. you know, about three years ago, I felt the same way w- about your comment right now. You said the fangs and these tech stocks were out of control. And and mm-hmm. I wanted to hedge myself too, because guess what? I was in all the tech deals as well. Mm-hmm. And I was investing left and right in tech. Uh, so I wanted to hedge. And the way to hedge was, you know, in these early stage gold mining companies and exploration mm-hmm. companies. And that's what I did. I hedged myself and hedging myself here. I will continue to hedge myself with, with St. James Gold, as you as you know, I when they announced me as the new chairman, I also committed two hundred thousand dollars of my own money and capital into mm-hmm. the company. That's how much I believe in in the company, and mm. and I'm here to stay for the long term.
1: Yeah, and let's talk about gold. And uh, you were talking about getting early stage gold projects. The leverage you get when, when you invest in those companies, which is really good. Let's talk about gold. The fundamental here for a second. Uh, I had a gentleman on my program yesterday, and this will come out in a couple of days, uh, Karen von Hest out in Northern Europe, who does a lot of study of the markets. And we were talking about the ruble and how Russia is saying, we'll buy gold grams for so many rubles. And what that does is create an incredible amount of demand for gold. But what it also does is, is it, it implies an, it, it applies an implicit gold relationship to the ruble. So in other words, As we become more multipolar in our currencies, people are turning to gold to back up those currencies. Not necessarily explicitly by saying we're gonna peg it one to one, but it always comes back to gold. Gold has always had that role of when you're going through currency issues, gold is what people will either peg it to, or they'll, they'll set price targets for their currency in gold. So gold acts as the backstop for the currency system. So going forward, um, and I'll ask this question to George. What do, you, what do you suppose gold's role is going to be, given the fact that we, we now we are trading oil and yuan and all of these things? We're having de-dollarization. So how does gold play into all of this?
2: I think gold over the past decade or so has, has gotten lost in, in the excitement of technology and the other asset classes. But gold has a historical value. It's been around for millennia. And it always comes around back to gold being a safe haven, a store of value for investors. And I think now we're starting to see that in the marketplace. And again, when, when gold starts the ascendancy, it happens over many, many years. It just doesn't happen one or two years. And I think we're starting to see that in the markets. When we started talking about gold, it was a few hundred dollars below. and And I think we still are just at the beginning of this incredible new opportunity. I agree with
1: you. Can we talk a little bit about your floor and goal project? Let's talk a little bit more about uh, your company and what you're looking for. Uh, I'm going to put up on screen basically just some rules because this is kind of what investors will look for first. What's your grade? What are you finding? Talk a little bit about what you guys have found so far here.
2: So for a junior exploration company like ours, you know, to have a 2.5 million ounce Mm -hmm. resource as a backstop, I think it's pretty special. What we did in 2021, when we acquired the asset, we immediately raised capital and we in, uh, we implemented uh, a drill program. And that drill program resulted in 16 drill holes all around the periphery of this 2.5 million ounce infrared resource, and also some step-out uh, holes three to 400 meters outside of this inferred resource. The results have been coming in from the assays, and, and they they confirm what we've already what we already knew when we acquired the project, and that is gold is mineralized throughout the entire mountain, um, and there are intermittent areas of higher grade values. What our results have also showed is that we have some amazing targets on the north uh, on the north on the northwest and on the southeast, and that what that means is our template uh, for exploration has doubled in size. So our inferred resource was based on one kilometer. Uh, We have a strike length of five kilometers. What that means is we can expand this project both laterally and of depth.
1: Yeah, and and so in terms of what your expansion potential is, what you're basically saying is you
2: can continue to drill, you know, as you build out your resource. Absolutely. So what the results have indicated is gold is mineralized throughout, and now we have targets that are more, Specialized for the 2022 drill season. When we also put into context the fact that we have rock samples that are that came back with incredible results, um, that reinforces the fact that we have high-grade targets that we want to aggressively go after in 2022. Um, and just 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 speaking to you know what what we're trying to accomplish is that we're trying to do, expand the size and the scope of this project. To a point where it's not only 2.5 million but perhaps five million and, and what and does that do and when you get to does.
1: that level george what does that do in terms of attractiveness to other companies does it make you an optionality play all of a sudden people may want to say "Ooh, we're interested in that company or do you guys on just building
2: it out what it makes is the economics of the project start mm-hmm. to make sense where a major can come in and look at developing the the project from an exploration project to a development project in a mine in uh, this project, we know gold is everywhere. What we want to do is find a lot more of it and also then monetize it. And that's why we brought in individuals like Jay, uh, leaders in their industry, so that we can raise the capital that requires the drilling to get the project to where it needs to be, which is a project sufficient size. Mm-hmm. And just to side, add
0: to George, George's comments, what drew me to St. James Gold was the actual size is 22,000 contiguous acres and then not only that the actual drill percent there, there's only been two percent drilled or less of the whole asset and we already have 2.5 roughly uh, infrared ounces already million ounces so that shows you the scope and size and the the Goliath this could actually become
1: so walk us through George just a little bit I'm just showing a map here of of getting to the project but walk us through the project itself. You don't want mean the project itself. So uh, Jay was just talking about the size of the project. Talk about the breadth of what you guys have.
2: So the infield area that that was previously drill tested, that only represented less than 80 acres. And as Jay suggested earlier, this project is over Mm -hmm. 22,000 acres. Uh, We also have neighbors to the south of us that are that are drilling and having excellent results as well. So this whole district is just going to explode mm-hmm. in interest, uh, you know, over the over the near future. So a lot of excitement. And also, it's important to note that we have all the, the logistics in place. We have a Class Three course license, which allows us to drill um, with up to 20 people on site. Um, we have four. We have two. We have We have a, a company that's already identified and contracted out. To drill, so you know we are setting up the uh, necessary steps in order to you know expand this project uh, in, in two thousand and twenty-two. Can you
1: talk just a little bit about how much drilling you are going to do for two thousand and twenty-two? Have you settled on a number?
2: We want we want to be able to drill at least eight thousand meters, perhaps fifteen thousand meters, and that's going to depend on a lot of mm-hmm. different factors. Obviously, uh, with excitement of, of gold in the Yukon. Finding drills is is no small challenge, Uh, but we've already secured one driller, and we're looking to expand on that as well.
1: So, Jay, I wonder if I could ask you a question about structuring. I'm going to put up on the screen your your share structure from from your presentation. Tell me, tell me how. I mean, you guys don't have a ton of shares outstanding, so sure, um, yeah,
0: yeah. So, this is another reason why I think St. James Gold is set up for success because our share structure most. Junior mining, especially early stage exploration companies, there they usually have a hundred million plus shares up. And they're usually mm-hmm. 10 cents or seven cents a share. Uh, we're sitting you, you know uh, roughly around 67 cents. And you know, that we've come down drastically just because all junior mining companies have, have sold off recently. But mm-hmm. we're we're just more volatile because of our share structure. We're a low float, essentially. That's what traders call call our structure. So you can move up really fast, and you could go down really fast. And and mm-hmm. you know, obviously, we're we're on a downturn now. But you know, with gold, you know, rebounding, and again, inflation is not going anywhere. So mm-hmm. we're gonna make. And obviously, with me being in New York and being able to now. Do road shows and and talk more about the company, uh, the company's future, and also its assets. Uh, I call it the West Coast, East Coast, with with uh, Yukon being our flagship, and then Newfoundland being our our two other assets. There being kind of the the next level and and the excitement that could that could come on. And obviously, recently, um, Eric Sprott said. You know, Newfoundland is Canada's greatest gold find in history. Mm-hmm. So we have those assets there, and those are going to be dynamic assets where once we start drilling them, we could show the true potential as well. So that's another upside for the company in the future.
1: Yeah, it's a big upside. When you only have one project, you're banking on that project. When you have multiple projects, what happens to exactly. market caps is they typically reach a new tier, right? When you start drilling out and getting some results. So it's always better to, if you're going to invest in a company, invest in one that has multiple projects because the market cap potential you have really goes up each time you have an additional project.
2: We thought it was was imperative as a young company to diversify our asset base uh, so that, you know, we're not a one-trick pony. And that was critical to, to what we're trying to accomplish here at the company. One other thing I'd like to mention, Rob, is you know you, we talk about uh, jurisdictions, and Newfoundland and Yukon are among the most mining mining-friendly areas on the planet nowadays. You hear a lot of the news political risk, and there's not a place, a lot of places in the world that that are open and have a, a complete open door for mining exploration and development, and that's that's no small feat. Uh, I think, again, the Newfoundland and Yukon, these are provinces and jurisdictions that want exploration. They want economic development. And so we have, you know, the, the issues of environmental risk and indigenous risk is mitigated uh, significantly. And, of just the that, George, uh, and, and to of add to George,
0: own. I think me and George were talking recently about tax incentives. Remember, George? Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of reoccurring tax incentives for gold gold exploration companies. And there's mm-hmm. always ways that that you know we can help subsidize that for the future of the company.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, point. Um, and that that's attractive to investors. Uh, it's attractive to the company, It's attractive to investors from like a cost perspective. So it looks like you guys tight share structure. So if somebody gets in, they're not getting in highly diluted, right? So you've got time and the ability to to raise financings to develop exactly. And you guys like have right a, a now, good project right
0: now. We're at 15 million market cap with a 2.5 million roughly inferred ounces, uh, uh, in one, like George said, in one of the safest jurisdictions in the world. And and I just feel like it's just totally undervalued in my opinion, you know, uh, compared to some of these other companies that are out there, obviously we're in exploration stage, but that could change overnight. If we start hitting some, some of these high grade veins, yeah, what you're saying is, and that's
2: what happened to, Free- go ahead, George. And that's what happened to Free gold ventures a, a couple years ago. They had a couple of grid intercepts. We're talking not, not great, but two or two, you know, two grand mm-hmm. material and their their market cap just shot up. And it's a very similar type of porphyry in Alaska to ours in the Yukon. Um, you know, we're also really excited about our Newfoundland assets, uh, our Lake property. We just uh, announced an IP survey program, and in right beside us is Marathon Gold. Marathon Gold also just announced in the past month or so that they're going to be aggressively exploring and drilling uh, on their northeast side of the project, which lands right beside on the western boundary of our project. So we have the main, we have a you know one of the big big players of gold in, in the country, Marathon Gold, stating that they're going to drill a long strike right abutting up to our border uh, in Quentin Lake and Newfoundland. So really exciting, really exciting times for us.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you guys, like I said, your tight share structure, it, which is always attractive to investors getting in, especially at an earlier stage, but you already have almost three million of, of ounces in, in a resource. You're working on more your multi-project. So there's a lot of expansion potential and growth potential for the company. And I think when people get in at this stage, because you only have 23 million something shares out, they're not getting in a diluted basis. They're getting in and and they're having an opportunity. And by the way,
0: I'm writing a check myself. So, you know, if the chairman is, is, is writing a check and doing Mm -hmm. insider buying, I mean, it it shows great strength and, and Mm -hmm. uh, just, just how I view the company as well.
1: And it's the perfect time for you guys to do it because my whole thesis of running this website the last two years is we're about to see the biggest gold market ever. If that's true or even remotely true, companies like yours that ha- have and are developing these resources, you know, are going to do very well. And you're going to have leverage to the gold price. So it's definitely an area for people, if they want to speculate on on the gold price, and then we get outside of fiscal and they want to own an equity, you know, you look for companies just like this. You have some established deposits. You're drilling out. You're, you're not over-diluted. This is a perfect place for an investor to get, get and, involved.
0: And the, and the pedigree, obviously, that just came mm-hmm. in, too, with, with yeah. the – with the we have Terry who has 40 years of, of mining experience. his last two deals have literally gone mm-hmm. into production and reaching billion dollar market cap. So this mm-hmm. is we have the right pedigree now with the company to take this to the next level.
2: And, and Terry he was he, he was involved obviously intimately involved in built mm-hmm. gold, but that's a company that had had assets in Newfoundland. So, Terry is intimately aware of, of the politics and, and also, you know, just the geology of Newfoundland. So, he was a very important strategic, uh, act, you know, um, draw, uh, bringing him to the company. It was very important to have someone. He, he's to, definitely going to gonna be
0: uh, very valuable when we start drilling the Newfoundland, Newfoundland assets. Uh, Quinn Lake, GrubLine. Again, Grub Line is right across the fence, essentially, from Newfound Gold. So, that's been... That's been a very you know that's that's something on my radar too that I brought up to the board that we definitely want to be aggressive on because with with, with the hype around Newfound gold, we could actually you know some of that could carry over to us once we start drilling.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think that new cycle. I mean we saw what happened to to Newfound gold itself and some of the other companies out there that was you know when that happened when the magic happens in a district, it does t- tend to raise all the, all the players. Sure. And one sure. one other thing I wanted to add to the experience you put on the team, Gogold, who we profiled before, is a very successful company. Wow, I
0: didn't yeah, I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, has a running mind. mind. We've had I them on the know. show before. Great. Not only they have a running mind, but their asset that they're building right now is even much, much bigger than what they've got going on. I think Gogold is gonna be very successful company with, with some of their Mexican assets. So having somebody that was previously with that team and built that company. I mean, I he was it, the
0: chairman and president and yeah. CEO. Yeah. So we have the guy from there. <laughs>
2: right. And Sean worked intimately with him as well, Sean Tufford. So we have two other guys.
1: Well, good. It's good to get an update. You guys have done a lot. You've, you've done some exploration. Uh, but in addition, you built out your team. And that's the biggest part. The biggest part of a successful, successful mine company is the team. It's always the biggest part. You can have a great project. If you don't have a great team, the project goes nowhere. So it takes a team with experience to do it. Uh, good to to meet you, Jay, again since yes. New Orleans, and so good to have you on. And uh, good to see you again, George. Any last thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this one up?
0: Looking forward to just talking to you again in a few months, hopefully, and just updating everyone. We should be, you know, taking the company to the next level by then.
2: I agree with that, George. Any any last thoughts? I'm excited for 2022. It, it took us, you know, 18 months to position the company to acquire the mm-hmm. assets that we needed uh, and also build out the management team, which which we've mm-hmm. accomplished. And, and so we're, we're, we're looking, you know, we're hope, hopeful of, of a very bright future. Well, I
1: think time. you guys will have one, depending, you know, what you've done so far is any indication. Of course, we're going to be following in and bringing updates to the channel. So look forward to speaking to you guys again. Thanks for joining the program. Thank you, Rob.
2: Thank you, Robert.